Well, good morning. I would like to also extend my welcome to you to Emmanuel Church and to say that Emmanuel Church seeks to be a growing, charismatic family church with a world vision. And what we understand by being charismatic is that we are open to the leadings of the Holy Spirit. And we believe that the Holy Spirit gives gifts amongst us, which we want to see in action and we want to respond to in faith and expectation. And I know you're all excited because of these sheets on your chairs. Please don't turn them over yet. Because at about quarter to ten this morning in our prayer meeting, a gentleman approached me with a prophetic word. And he said, I feel the Holy Spirit wants you to do something very different this morning and to not rest on my notes, but speak from the heart and see what the Holy Spirit is going to do through that. As I've shared that with some people, they all seem to get very excited. There's one person who doesn't, it didn't, didn't immediately Respond with excitement to that kind of word. If you want to list all the prophetic words you could have, you can have a new car. That would be at the bottom, I think. So I stand before you this morning as one feeling quite vulnerable. I want to respond to that word of God. I've still got my notes here. I think I'm going to kind of just, yeah, well, we'll see. I don't know. I really. In some senses, I don't know what I'm going to say, which is quite interesting. Those of you who know me know that I'm quite organized and like to have things planned out. As we, as a family, as we left the house this morning, um, Anne was bringing in for the kids' work here an old Nerf gun that we had at home. Uh, so they, they could, they do Nerf wars here in the youth and we wanted to get rid of this Nerf gun that was now surplus to requirements. And she had it by the front door to take away with us. This is a Nerf gun, if you're not aware of it. Fires foam bullets. And she kind of stood there with it like this. And the boys went, oh, you look ready to, ready to go to war, this sort of thing. And up in the prayer meeting, before the word that I received, I felt God bring his picture back to me for John Parker as he was about to go to Chester Street. And I said to him, you're going, John, and you're locked and loaded. You're going ready to fire some of God's put bullets in that place. And he just shared that with him privately and he went off to Chester Street. Following on from what God <laughs> subsequently then spoke to me, this came back, this word came back, and I thought, wow, I am locked and loaded as well. But I yet do not know what these bullets mean. But I'm in faith and expectation that the Holy Spirit this morning is going to be firing. Some of these bullets and touching people. Whoa. Let's just pray for that, Karen. In the name of Jesus, that was not an accident. The Holy Spirit is going to touch you this morning. 
And I saw you this morning come up and bring this uh, casserole dish. And it, it looked like you were, it was an offering. I know it was just returning a gift, I guess. It looked like it was an offering. And I could see that heart of worship you have, the heart of gratitude you have to God. I believe even this morning the Holy Spirit is going to hit you again and touch you afresh with his presence. Don't normally prophesy by fine bullets, but there we go. Um, I also felt that in me, and the prophetic words I've had so far this morning, in me stepping out this morning, and we've had these prophetic words all this morning about this, I believe this is going to release something amongst all of us. It's not just for me, uh, it is for us as a community, as, as a church. So I want you to think through those prophetic words we had about stepping out, um, being courageous, making a decision, um, pressing forward. That is for us today. I've also noticed amongst us, and I, I well, the other thing is, I've just come off three weeks of holiday, so I'm not feeling like fired up with, but we just see what happens. Um, there's many people here whose faces I recognise, perhaps your old, you know, old friends of the church. Old friends of the church. <laughs> and you're perhaps visiting, you're passing through, you're, you're visiting us at church. I believe that this morning is for you. It's, it's everyone, but in particular, if you're just kind of passing through here, you're going to be impacted by the Holy Spirit this morning. So let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word to us. I thank you that you speak today to us by the power of your spirit. And we want to step out this morning and we want to release faith amongst us. Father, I pray for each person here that as they hear whatever words I've got to share, that you mix that with faith and you bring about change in people's hearts and lives this morning. In Jesus' name. Amen. I'm also really aware it's not all about me. We work in team. We have gifts across the church uh, that may be released at some time this morning as well. So be open to God. If God speaks to you, we want to be open to that, to release what the Holy Spirit wants to do amongst us this morning. So, hours of preparation in doing a wonderful PowerPoint, which you've got the sheet for in front of you. We're not doing that. You can turn it over if you want. Won't give anything away. I was interestingly going to focus this morning on the last part of our our ministry state our mission statement to be a world vision, <laughs> a church with a world vision. And I was going to look at the world uh, through uh, some statistics that uh, have recently been produced, and to show you that the world is a better place than we might think it is. There have been massive improvements in healthcare, in education, in access to health um, in the last decades. So many of us are running in our minds of an old school on what the world currently is. There have been massive improvements and um, I was going to kind of do a quiz on that to kind of start us off, which you're not going to get, and to show that the world is a better place than you actually think it is. I was then going to go to... Another book, that was a book called Factfulness by um, Hans Rosling. And 
I was going to go to a second book that I read recently called Homo Deus by a guy called Professor Harari. And he wrote a book called Sapiens, um, which is a big, 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 a big seller. And in this book, he brings out that humankind has been battling for the last, since it started, it's been battling against war, famine, and if a plague and infectious diseases. So war. This is where you need notes, isn't it, really? That's what I need notes. Yeah, so it's war, famine, and disease. These have been the three things that have plagued plagued humankind. And following on from the other research, what we've seen is that he's saying humankind has really succeeded against these three things that have held them back. He then goes on to say, he becomes futuristic in this thinking of what other challenges humankind is going to face in the future. And he says, he feels that humankind will want to become immortal and have happiness. They are the two things that he thinks are going to be the next goals for humanity. We're going to become immortal and we want to secure ourselves happiness. By immortality, he means amortal. We, 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 we still die if by an accident, but we can be regenerated. So using new technologies, nanotechnology, um, genetic engineering, we could regrow parts of our body and we could keep living longer and eventually live kind of forever, become immortal. They're his ideas. But you don't want to live for eternity and be unhappy. So things will also be searching for happiness in our lives. And he thinks we'll do that, I think, basically with drugs, <laughs> which sounds dreadful. Um, and as we do that, as we become immortal, and as we then um, are, are happy, we are turning ourselves into God. So there's that, the book's title, Homo Deus, is God-man, from the Latin, God-man. We're turning ourselves into God. So, after reading that, the conclusions of these modern-day prophets, as they look to look at the world, analyse things, and what's going to happen next, their conclusions are that the world's getting better, which, yep, there are, uh, are numbers that prove that. Millions have moved out of poverty in recent decades. But the world now is searching for immortality and happiness. After resolving these issues, it's now looking for immortality and happiness. The prophets of our day are saying that humankind is looking for immortality and happiness. Let me give you a quote. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live, even though they die. 
And whoever lives by, sorry, whoever lives by believing in me will never die. I give them eternal life. And they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. I have come, says Jesus, that they may have life and have it to the full. Though you you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation and your souls. Wow. That's what the Bible says. And finally, this is a direct quote from Harari. And then I'll say a Bible verse. These these superhumans may have the power to engineer death and pain out of our system. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things will pass away. The prophets of today, non-Christian, even anti-Christian, are putting forward what humankind needs. And church, we have the answer. We have the answer in Jesus. I could not quite believe how clear that was. A friend was telling me about this book a month ago. And as he was speaking, I'm thinking, but that's Jesus. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. We do not need to be embarrassed because the answer to the question is the same as it has been for the last 2,000 years. People would have us believe, and and Harari himself just assumes God is dead. No, no, no. He's still very much alive. And not only that, he's the answer to the questions that you are asking. So we can stand with boldness on Jesus as being the answer to these questions. Chris, as your group meets, he is the answer. And it's working out ways of what what are the questions people are asking that Jesus is the answer to. The world is getting better, according to all these statistics. People moving out of poverty. And yet at the same time, we know in our hearts that the world is still broken. There are still things that go wrong. We just read this week of a tragedy in in Italy. And that can be multiplied hundreds of times. We have our own issues that we have to deal with in life and family life, work life. 
we are still living within this broken world. Humans have helped things. Things are getting better, but we still know that the heart of the problem is the human heart. And that line of, of, of sin, that line of brokenness, isn't just out there. It's not just in UN reports and World Health Organization statistics. We know that brokenness runs through our own heart as well. And we need that to be fixed. And Jesus can fix that issue. We sang this morning about... I'm no longer a slave to fear. (laughs) I am a child of God. I am no longer a slave to fear, for I am a child of God. We can, in Christ, be taken out of those And strengthened to face those issues we face, knowing that this problem inside of us can be fixed through Jesus. As we come to him, as we give our lives to him, whether it's the first time or it's the umpteenth time, we can come to him with faith and expectation. He will meet us in that point of need and he will lift us up. We have nothing to fear. Because I'm a child of God. We now know God as our Father. I love that picture, um, swimming pool one. Who was, I was, Beck, did you bring that? That's jumping in swimming pool. We were away on holiday and, um, William was in the pool with Florence just kind of jumping on him and almost flattening him in the pool. A wonderful sense of trust as we do that. And this morning, there's opportunity for you to take that jump. We've been challenged already this morning about about, about speaking in tongues and worshipping in tongues. This morning's an opportunity to take that jump of faith. I feel that I'm doing that myself now, and in doing that, I feel that's going to unlock and release things amongst us as well. As we come to our loving Father, who's got those arms wide open for us, and he, he, is, he is our greatest supporter. He is the one that's egging us on, that's cheering us on. Yes, you can do it. Yes, you can do it. This week, I've had a sense, as I've been praying for a number of, a number of issues and people, a sense that it is easy. It is easy. When we are coming to the Father, there's no straining. There's no need to wind things up. We just come to the Father. And the Father is able to take us just as we come and to lead us gently into that place And stand with us and see those breakthroughs happen just as he has ordained. It's an easy thing. It's an easy thing because he is our father. It's 
It's the most natural, supernatural thing we can imagine as we come to God and give ourselves to him and say, yes, Lord, we want this. We want to be doing what you are about. We want to be free from any fears that might hold us back. And we want to engage and embrace the fullness of what you have for us. It's great to hear these stories of the young people, isn't it? The new day, all the activities. And some of us might think, I remember that. Ross does. (laughs) Those days are not gone. Your youth is not gone. I was talking to one lady who, not here at the moment, I won't mention any names, and she was saying, this is this morning, inside I want to dance and shake about and do the, but my hip's bad. (laughs) But we can still enjoy the fullness and the goodness of God, even if our hips are bad. And if your hip's bad, I'll come and pray with you and see God heal it. But that's exciting that we can, we can be stirred and encouraged by hearing from these young people, but we have not left that behind. We can still push in, even as they are pushing in themselves. Do you remember all that angst as a, as a young person you carried with you? They've still got to push into God, even all the issues they have. We are able to do the same as well. We can push in with faith and expectation and we can see God release promise after promise to us. It might be that you've got promises that you've still, you remember at, at whatever equivalent New Day was in your day or whatever the big celebration was that you went to when you were 18, 19 sort of age and God spoke to you and you're still carrying something of those words. Push into those words. I think even today, I want to see, I want to pray for people to take hold of those words you've carried for many, many years and see God reignite those words and bring you into a new place of realization of the fullness of those words. When God speaks, it can sometimes, you can sometimes think you've achieved that thing. God spoke this, right? It's happened. Great. Oftentimes, the revelation grows and the expectation that we have, if we just shut down and say, well, that was it, I've done it now. When God speaks, there are layers and layers and layers of truth and experience and revelation and we can push in and see those happen time and time again. Not to, not, not to sort of get a word, put it in our back pocket and that's it, but actually keep pushing into God, keep pushing in, expecting him to do something in and through us as we take steps of faith. Yeah. (laughs) Cool. I also want to have opportunity as we pray together I want to see the sick being healed this morning. Uh, those of you who come regularly know this is something I kind of carry. Um, I feel God's opened this up to me in the last few years. And we've seen some wonderful healings um, in recent times. Sometimes 
those healings can happen in the instant. And uh, just a few months ago, we had a lady here whose knee was healed in the moment. And you can like, wow, that's, that's just amazing and astonishing. Other times, God takes some time to bring that healing about. The wonderful, oops, the wonderful thing, <laughs> wasn't scripted. The, the wonderful thing is with healing is that we have an expectation of a time where there'll be no more pain and no more sickness and no more tears. Now, that's the hope of the world. <laughs> they want that. that these guys are saying, we want to have that. <laughs> and we've got it. It's not done by drugs. It's not done by genetic engineering. It's done by Jesus. And we have opportunity to ask our wonderful Father to bring in what is going to happen in this future time, to bring that into the here and now. We call that praying in the kingdom come. The kingdom come now. Praying for the kingdom to break into our lives now. And that healing could be for a physical thing. It might be a mental thing. It might be emotions. It could be for you here now. It might be for someone that you know who's at home or a distant relative or anything like that. But God is able to touch and meet you exactly where you are. 